Five, 10 years ago, you could just sell whatever, right? Cool product, cool name, cool offer, just sell it. Yep. Now people want to buy more and more from brands and the average consumer has cottoned on to drop shipping, right? They know what it is. They've learned about AliExpress themselves. So you've got to start building a brand around it. My name's Rudy Moore, host of Living the Red Life podcast, and I'm here to change the way you see your life in your earpiece every single week. If you're ready to start living the red life, ditch the blue pill, take the red pill, join me in Wonderland and change your life. Guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of The Red Life. Today, we're going to dive into how the pains of growing a business, the problems of growing a business, and Jason's story growing a big brand. And uh, you may have heard of it, Dollar Fulfillment. Welcome. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me. So we were talking offline earlier, right? Like we've both been in business a long time. You've grew a big company. Um, you'll grow into hopefully have a nine-figure exit soon. And uh, uh, I've seen, obviously, seen you for a long time. I've sent a lot of clients whenever they ask about fulfillment and they have an e-commerce product. I'm like, you know, go here, right? And and I, one thing I've always loved about you and is is, and I don't know how intentional this was, was the name. Because a lot of what we teach is make it third grade level, super easy. So how did you come up with a name and maybe tell people about the business a little and you to start the show? Yeah, absolutely. So we started uh, about 15 years ago, just out of our garage. My wife was uh, doing this. She's packing boxes for a friend of ours that owns a parrot training business. And so we were doing that for years for them and and we were charging them a dollar per box to ship it out. And so when we decided to eventually kind of try and create a brand, uh, we'd been charging them a dollar and it was right around the time Dollar Shave Club was coming about. And I really loved their their marketing and their branding. And so totally copied them. Okay. So, yeah. so and for how would you describe fulfillment for people that don't understand fully what, what that means? Yeah. So fulfillment is a little bit different than drop shipping to where you're going to buy your products in China, you know, in, in bulk, have them shipped to our warehouse. We're going to store them. And then when your orders come in, our system connects to your e-commerce platform. We get those orders, we print the shipping label, we put the stuff in a box, we label it, we ship it out the door, and then we bill you our fulfillment fee plus postage. So so I say I produce these basketballs, right? And I get 200 of them from China or US, wherever I manufacture them. They send it straight to you and you deal with all the BS after that, right? Absolutely. Pack it and then when the order zaps across, you just put print the label, send it. So the business owner like me, the marketer, can just focus on the sales and marketing side, not the fulfillment. Side. Absolutely. You never have to touch that product. Yeah. You never have to see that product. You don't have to worry about if it's yeah. going out. We, we, we take that, that headache on. And I've done that for years, you know, use fulfillment parties and companies like books and stuff we sell. And even back when I sold supplements many years ago, and it, I was telling you offline, it amazes me how many people still fulfill their own products. Yep. Because they don't, I, I guess they don't realize that this exists, this whole well. I think a lot of people want, they hold on tight. You know, it's a control thing. They want to make sure it's going out exactly how they want it going out. Yeah, I mean, it's just not an ROI, right? Yeah. Like when you look at, I mean, I get it if like they went with a bad company that wasn't sending it and causing, that's right. different, right? But if you find a good reputable company like yourself where it's being, you know, processed properly, like, so if you're an e-commerce store owner, like, always you know we talk about maximizing time right and you shouldn't be packing your own boxes and what about cost it pretty much the same i guess you get shipping discounts is it yeah yeah so we ship anywhere from 10 to twenty thousand packages a day right so we get some pretty discounted rates um and then you know to be honest if somebody wants to do it themselves they may save a little bit of money in like the, what, 50 cents of an order a dollar an order maybe 50 cents an order um at most and it's you know it depends on how efficient they are and yep. things like that but you're going to save a bunch on postage and then like you said what's what's the roi on your time well even if you have someone at 20 dollars an hour packing it 
they'd have to do 40 orders a, an hour just to save that 20, that pay their payroll and break even. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, we were talking offline too. One thing we've done a lot of with e-commerce is like the package inserts, promos. Um, so how do you, do you do much of that? Do you, are you looking into doing more of that? Yeah, we're actually looking into it right now. Uh, there's a lot of opportunity for our, our clients to offset some of their fulfillment fees by being willing to put in non-competing, you know, product insert. Yeah. Um, cross promos. Yeah, cross promos. Yeah, I like it. And, and I think one important thing is if you're listening to this and you've wanted to start selling products, like one thing I found over the years is it's way easier than you think, right? Like you can literally go onto websites, order a hundred of something. It's not going to cost you that much money. They get sent straight to you. You take care of the rest. And it's like, I mean, when you're like trying to start a business, you think, wow, I've got to order tens of thousands of them. I need a million dollars. I got to sell, ship them all myself. It's like, no, the beauty of the internet is you can like go, right, one extreme is like literally drop shipping where it's nothing to do with you. And it's like, you're selling products pre-made. The next step is like white label and print on demand where you're, there's some customization and but you're taking existing products and tailoring it. And then the next stage now is, I think, minimum order quantities have come so far down in the last five Absolutely. years, right? Whereas, yeah, 10 years ago, you probably had to do a thousand. Now there's a lot of places you can do a hundred or 50 and send Absolutely. them and test it. So you could start an e-commerce business for $500 and, and test it, right? Absolutely. And a lot of our clients have started like that. They'll, they'll drop ship, they'll find that winning product and they'll order in bulk and yep. send it to us. So they're not taking the gamble of buying stuff that may or may not sell. Well, that's what we say. And then you can add your logo, start building a brand. And if you're a e-commerce listener, building the brand is so important. I was teaching at my mastermind the other week, five, 10 years ago, you could just sell whatever, right? Cool product, cool name, cool offer, just sell it. Yep. Now people want to buy more and more from brands and the average consumer has cottoned on to drop shipping, right? They know what it is. They've learned about AliExpress themselves. So you've got to start building a brand around it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when those those boxes show up with all the yellow tape yeah. and the Chinese writing, it's like, yeah, th- this came directly from yeah. China. Yeah. 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 Okay. And let's talk a little about, you know, obviously you run a filming company, but it's end of the day, a business of business, right? And we talked offline a lot about when you get past the 10 million mark and you have a lot of employees, um, some of the harder parts of business that when you started packaging, what was it? TV cassettes, right? You have yeah, VHS, VHS yeah. tapes, right? You started packaging those. You never thought you'd be dealing with lawsuits and all the BS of running a big business. And same for me, right? I was selling fitness programs on the internet. And so what have you learned going through all that? And maybe some of the examples you want to share. Yeah, I mean, we've we've had everything from trademark infringements from our clients that uh, then they come after us because they can't get to the clients because they're international to the Idaho Attorney General coming after us because our, our clients weren't responding to complaints. Yep. Um, and so at the, at the end of the day, it's just you have to take a step back, realize you're going to get through it. You know, it's probably going to cost you a little bit of money, but don't let it steal your focus from, you know, continuing to build your business because that's the ultimate goal. You know, there's going to be bumps in the road. Yeah, and I always teach, like, I always kind of say cheesily and jokingly, money solves all, right? But, like, it kind of doesn't solve a lot of things because if you have a million dollars in the account because you run a successful business and you know this is going to be a 20 grand settlement or you've got to pay 10 grand for an attorney to figure it out and say, hey, we're nothing to do with this. We're just sending the package. (laughs) This isn't our company. Yeah. And you've got to pay 10 grand for an attorney to go backwards and forwards and argue that. It's like, it's not the end of the world, but if you have no money in your business and bank account and you get that, and then you have to hire an attorney for 10 grand and go in debt, 
kind of is the end of the world. Yeah, you're not sleeping at night. Yeah, so like guys, don't underappreciate the cash flow and building building wealth and money because it's that buffer for these problems. Whoa, 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 wait a second. Before we go into the rest of this episode, I'm gonna interrupt abruptly and just ask you one big favor. I hope you're getting a ton of value, a ton of knowledge. I hope you're getting some breakthroughs from myself and the guests, and I want one thing in return. What I would love is for you to subscribe and leave a review. The reviews and the subscription grows the podcast. It allows me to bring you even better guests. It allows me to invest even more time and money into this podcast to bring you the latest and greatest, the best entrepreneurs from around the world that are crushing life, crushing their business, and giving you all the tools, the mindset hacks, the knowledge, and the environment you need to be successful. So do me a favor, if you've got any amount of value from today's episode so far, or any previous episode, or any of the content I've done, it would mean the world to me if you hit a five-star review, give us your feedback on the show, the episodes, and subscribe and download. Plus, if you do that and send me a screenshot on Instagram at Rudy Moore Life, I will send you a bunch of my free training, marketing courses, sales courses worth $499. Yes, $500 worth of courses for a simple 30-second review. It would mean the world to me. Send me that screenshot. I would love for you to leave that review and I would appreciate it very, very much so we can keep growing this show and make it awesome. So let's get back into the episode. I appreciate you guys and let's dive back in. So let's talk mindset because we're both seasoned. We've had the attorney letters and the potential lawsuits and yeah. blah, 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 and worked through it. And we were talking about this, but, and we're like now, like we get it, it's part of the game. But tell me about the emotion and feelings the first time you got the attorney letter, the state attorney letter or something big. And Yeah, you know, I mean, the, that Idaho attorney general letter was the first like big like thing that came in and it was terrifying because it's like, I'm going up against, you know, the attorney general. There's not like this company with a limited budget that's going to come after me. It's, you know, it's my tax dollars paying for them to come after me. And it's makes no sense Nothing to do with you. I'm yeah. And I had no control over it. So what happened? You got the letter in the mail one day at the house, at the office. Yep. Got the letter. No, I was actually served by, you know, okay. you've been served or whatever. And yep. Literally knocking on the door. At the house or at the, at the office. Okay. Yeah. What did you f- f- think when that happened? Uh, you know, your heart drops, right? You know, it's just like what am I going to do? And so, you know, obviously you, you find an attorney. And so we found a super reputable attorney and uh, his partner. Did you go on Google or you asked around or? No, I, I asked around town and um, there's one where we live and his uh, his partner is a re- state representative. And so I figured maybe there'd be a little bit of pull there since he's down there dealing with, uh, you know, the, the government officials and what. Yeah. Okay. So, and then how, how did you, how many days did it take? For, like, did you lose sleep over it? How many days did it take to work through that? Yeah, no. So it probably took a good three to four months for it to kind of go through the process and for our attorneys to go back and forth with her um, before she finally was like, okay, I understand what's going on. As long as you make sure your customers are responding to these complaints, then we're not going to hold your feet to the fire. But if they keep coming in, we're going to come back after you. And And thankfully, we haven't had any other issues yet, but I mean, it, it could happen anytime. Yeah, right. That's always your somewhat of a risk, right? And, Absolutely. And people in business, look, guys, what you'll learn in business is people look to place blame. So if they can't, if you're partnered with someone in China, right, or whatever, they're going to go there first. If they can't find it, they're going to come to you. And sometimes if you're the, we even watch it because if we're doing business partnerships and something fails and this person's a no, you know, no name, right? And I'm a big brand. It's like, and they do something wrong when I'm not looking, right? It's your failure now. And they're going to come for me, right? Especially if it's full equity. So it's always 
something to be aware of. And like, I like diving into the mindset side because, you know, we've had our fair share of letters and threats and stuff. And, you know, we've run a great business, honest business. We've never done anything wrong never got into any big problems. But like you, we've had to ring the attorney, work through it. And like, there's a few days of like, sleepless nights old shit like thinking about it a lot absolutely and then but once you've gone through the reps enough times like your mindset gets better right so what would you say to someone listening that is starting a business that's going to have the employees steal they're going to get an attorney letter they're going to forget to file a tax form and get a threatening letter what would you say to those people yeah i'd say think about it now because um right now you're just so focused on the day-to-day stuff and trying to grow a brand and you don't you know, you're going to have that success if, if you, you put in the effort, but um, you don't think about these things on the, the front end. And so if you resign yourself to, hey, that's going to ca- happen eventually, and, and I'm going to work through it, and I'm going to learn something from it, and I'm going to be better on the other side, then then it's not such a shock when it comes. And you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I, I speak to Grant Cardone about this, and he's helped me because he's always like, that's a good problem to have. Hey, you're big enough now that you're getting a big warning letter here and then obviously it's not nice and you don't want to proactively go and get issues right but it's they're gonna ha- if you know they're gonna happen it's like how do you build the mindset and the framework in your head and brain to handle and work through them because they can you know building a business is like for a lot of you you're starting out you're trying to make your first million you're trying to make your first 1000k uh, but your problems right now to us probably would, would be irrelevant we wouldn't even hear about it our staff would but we've, we've been through those starter problems. So the building the mindset now will help you when the, the freelancer steals a $500 contract, right? Like we deal with $50,000 in theft from whoever, right? Or disputes. Yeah. So build it now because it's always going to happen. And, and you will look back in five years and laugh about what well, you got upset. <laughs> like, Absolutely. You know, yeah. but, but then we're dealing with problems now that are like, oh my God. And Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk would say, I get a letter every day like that. Okay, yeah. you know, right? Yeah. So you've always got to know there's a new level of problems. And if you stop getting those problems, I always teach you stop growing probably, right? Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, you've plateaued. So well, what about advice about building a business? Because obviously you've built a successful business. You're, you know, you're going for that 100 mil plus valuation. And I think, you know, I'm excited to see you do it. And you've you know, hit numbers in revenue that most people will never hit, right? Yeah. So how'd you get there? What are some business lessons you've learned? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's like, I, I'm a big believer in, you know, this kind of old fashioned, you know, I'm going to deliver on what I say. Yeah. Um, and then just being super conservative, you know, you know, we've made a lot of money over the years and, and we didn't take it all out and go buy, you know, fancy cars or we reinvested into the business and we continue making that capital work for us. Um, another big thing is, is finding the right people to build a team, not having that kind of that Superman syndrome where I have to do everything myself and being the bottleneck of growth. Um, and so we've got a really great team at uh, dollar fulfillment and I'm able to step back. I'm not super involved in the day to day and just helping with like the big picture and the, the growth initiatives. And so just making sure you've got that team, you work hard, conservative with cash flow, don't be done with that. And then just, yeah, everything kind of falls into place. Yeah, I love that. So so let's talk about the stepping back, right? How do you build a 20, 30, 40 million dollar company and not be involved? Because I'm sure people would love to understand that. Yeah, right? absolutely. And you know, and it takes time, right? Yeah. You, know, you can't do that in the beginning. But sure. um it's just as we grew, uh, we intentionally uh were, were mentoring people that we could see stepping up into the next level. Um and we have a really great person uh, named Susan who kind of runs the whole show for me. She's my right hand person. Um, she's a workaholic. She's there all the time. She'll answer Skypes at three in the morning. 
Um, and she's learned how to do things the way I would do them to the point where I have faith that yep. everything's going to happen the right way. Uh, and this last year we just uh, hired a, a CEO for the company to kind of continue growing that, um, looking at some mergers and acquisitions and, and so just putting people in place that, you know, will, will do things the way you want them done and then slowly stepping back and giving them the freedom to do things better than you might do them. So two questions, how'd you find a Susan and then how'd you make sure she stays with you? Yeah. So honestly, it's a, it, it, it was luck. She came to me from a Craigslist ad. Wow. Yeah. So, and, and she was just a part-time person. Well, I joke, my head of tech came from Upwork and it's like, okay. I don't believe it. Yeah. No, absolutely. it's an needle in a haystack game. Like, I don't know. How many people do you hire from Craigslist? Uh, lots. Okay. I mean, over the years, probably yeah. hundreds. And you found a few really good ones that have stayed a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah. And so, yeah, so Susan's great. You know, she, she does things like I said, how, how I would want to do it. And that took years of her, you know, watching and us having conversations and, you know, no, we're going to go ahead and wear this one because we made the mistake. And so we're going to refund them for their cost. And so just so she's in that same mindset of that customer always comes first. Yep. And how'd you keep a Susan? Um, so Susan, so we've become almost like family. Um, and so we, we, we love working together. Um, and then, you know, she's, she'll definitely get a little bit of a bonus on the yeah. exit because she's so like exec team you're looking at profit share maybe even equity eventually or shares in the company absolutely yeah yeah yep. anything at the executive level yeah and what what else what else have you found for the team side building that team to so, motivate and keep them yeah so culture is is huge to us uh, my wife and i we always said people over profit yep. whether it's our our clients whether it's our teammates um and so it's we do things we go above and beyond i mean it's not as fancy as this, but I mean, even in our warehouse, you know, we've got, uh, you know, game rooms and arcades and we do big Christmas stuff. And, and so making it a place they want to come every day, or it's maybe they don't dread coming to, um, is huge. Yeah. I always say, I tell everyone when I interview them, I don't need you. You don't need me. I want you to, I wanted to build a place you c could enjoy coming. And obviously that's not every day, even husband and wife is, you don't enjoy it every day, but over time, right? Like on average. And it's like, hey, if that stops happening and continues happening, then it has to be addressed or end, right? And it's just like any relationship in life. And, you know, you can't, I mean, as a CEO, you know, we built to 100 staff. You can't please everyone. There's going to be parts in the path, right? Like when people go in their own way. Um, but you've got to look at what can you control? What can you do? And how do you build that that great culture that makes people want to be here and a good energy and, and all the things that go into it. Yeah. You know, and I think if you can get away from it in that employee employer relationship where that is, it's transactional yeah. and going kind of above and beyond that to where, you know, it's, they want to be there for you, not just, they want to be there for X amount of dollars per right. hour. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, we tell them that we're like, Hey, don't work here because of the, the money only, right? Like we'll pay you, you'll find a better job elsewhere for just transactional. Yeah come here because of the vision the mi people buy into vision and mission too absolutely right? like buy into the vision the mission the culture the opportunity the growth and that's that's what money can't buy absolutely that's how yeah and that's your and my job is to to provide that vision for them something that they can you know latch onto and say hey i want to take this ride with you yep yep good so what final words for business owners e-commerce startups people trying to grow a company you know to a million maybe 10 million or you know, in general, you know, the theme of living the red life is building a life of, on your terms, a life of your dreams using the internet. What would you say if you had a relative and a niece and nephew say, how do I build a dream life? Yeah. I mean, I'd say find something that you're, you're 
interested in or passionate about because it makes it a lot easier coming to work every day when you're, you're dealing with something that you like. Um, and then, and just try to solve a problem in that industry. You know, if there's a, a product that can be created that solves a product or, or a problem or a service that you can you know provide someone that makes their life easier. Um, you know, and then just find, find mentors as well, because there's a lot of people out there who are willing to help just because they want to see you succeed. Um, and, and don't, don't worry about asking, you know, if they say no, great, move on to the next person. Yep. And, yep. So, yep. Yeah. 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 I mean that fear we've, I've talked on another podcast, like the fear of rejection stop absolutely people. Right. Yeah. And it's like, it's like asking a girl out, you know, yeah, you got to do it. We're going to say no. And yep. eventually one will say, yeah, you'd want to say, yeah. just need one. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Good. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on and we obviously have a very exciting trip now going to Necker Island this, this week. Yeah, so excited to spend the week with you there and talk shop and, uh, obviously a lot of experiences that I think we'll, we'll, we'll create there. So appreciate it. And, uh, guys, until next time, look, keep living the red life, keep working hard, know that those problems are going to come. And today's episode was really to show you, Hey, look, if you're in e-commerce, if you're trying to build e-commerce, amazing industry and, um, companies like this make it super easy to start and, and maybe quit your nine to five or s- uh, scale your current company. And then, business lessons right like we've both been doing it way over 10 years and you learn a lot during that time and um the problems are going to be there how you handle the problems will dictate success absolutely all right well until next time guys keep living the red life appreciate it buddy and i'll see you guys very soon